for all NBA for all NBA warriors. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It's Golden Spaces and Odyssey Original Podcast. You're here with Nat and Justin. Thank you so much for tuning in with us so far. So I mentioned that I got to go to the game last night. I got to ask players questions. I didn't ask her any questions, though I could have. Um, I think in that moment, I was just so, like, couldn't believe that I was there. I was taking a lot of video. Um and then also like some of the stuff I want to know, like other people sort of ask questions that touched on it. So I didn't want to be one of those people sort of being like repetitive, asking, you know, stuff he'd already addressed. But I did, um, uh, Loon came out to speak and Clay came out to speak and I did ask them questions. So um, I asked Loon about Kerr's strategy, kind of offense, defense and alternating with him and Lamb. Um in the, in, the, in the final two overtimes and to close out and to get his thoughts on how he felt in that moment. So why don't we listen to that audio and then we can talk about it. Steve was discussing his strategy to close, like he would bring you in and then alternate with Lamb to close out the game. When you're being pulled out at a time like that, are you feeling like you want to stay in? Or are you just trusting Steve? How are you feeling in those moments? You know, you always want to stay in, but you know, since I've been here, he's been doing that with a lot of players, so uh, that's what I kind of expect. I know he likes to go offense, defense, and uh, switch the lineups up. Uh, so that's what I expected. So I kind of already know what to to stay ready and uh, and to be ready. Uh, so uh, it doesn't really bother me. I kind of know, and I'm just glad I was have the chance to be in. So yeah, so I think you know, I mean, what else are players gonna say, right, Justin? They're like, we want to be on the court always, and so. But it's interesting because we kind of talked about his plus minus, and you said he kind of looked like it. So mm-hmm. even if, I mean, do you think if Loon had played a better game and maybe wasn't as fatigued, that Kerr would have just stuck with him, or do you still think he would have went offense defense? I think he's st- well. Maybe if he looked a little bit better, maybe maybe not. Um, I think he was kind of struggling to finish the whole game because Atlanta's bigs are very athletic. Um, Onyeka is a very good defensive player as well. So he was just kind of timing Looney's shot a lot. And um, Looney just didn't feel comfortable going up with him because he probably was going to get it blocked. John Collins blocked a shot, I think, at one point too. So if he was, I guess, a little bit more spry and finishing better, then maybe Kerr would have felt a little bit more comfortable with him in there. But I think they dumped it down to him a few times. It was a pump fake fest like it it is. And (laughs) he just didn't go well offensively. So he felt more comfortable with Lamb being able to space the floor and hit hit some shots and then potentially get some shots at the rim as well. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, it's it's, it's probably going to be like that a lot. Anyway, and Looney alluded to that as well, just saying like he Kerr's done that with them a lot because yeah. their best offensive players, he's just not included in their best offensive players. So there will be some games where they need his offensive rebounding. Like obviously it helped at the very end, but some games where against other teams where they're going to need his offensive rebounding as well. So um, yeah, it's I think it's a it's a testament to how Kerr has grown a little bit, and he he coaches on a possession by a possession basis a lot more than he used to. And um, yeah, I think it worked out in the end. Yeah. I mean, look, game winner, um, buzzer beating game winner. Like, I mean, just crazy. Um, He was asked that, I think at the very beginning by Slater, Anthony Slater, if he'd ever had a game winner like that before. And he's like, well, not, 
you know, like to tip in or like at the end like that. And then he's like, yes, I guess no. Um, so shout out to Loon, huge moment for him. Um, that, Cause I was not trying to go to no third overtime. I was like, oh my God, like. Yeah, that would have been crazy. I felt like in the battle of who's going to last longer, I just the younger legs that Atlanta has, I thought would just, you know, if they kept going, would win out. So I'm like, they got to end this game. They got to end it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Jordan was going to just dribble off his foot or something. For real. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jordan. I was like, what are you doing? You're killing me. Yeah. Um, I also got to ask Clay a question too. And I, I asked him about how he was feeling because he played so many minutes and, you know, he said he feels good. And I don't think he was, you know, pretending. I mean, like he just scored 50 plus. He shot well. Big game for him. Probably one of his biggest since he's come back. So I'm sure he felt great. But then, Mm -hmm. you know, you wonder how he's going to feel today. And Kerr's like, look, they're, they're not practicing. It's a recovery day. He talked about that. Clay said, you know, referenced that like in his response to me. But he said he feels good. Um... You know, he's like, it's going to be hard to put up like an encore performance like like that um, for the Pistons. And like no one's expecting that. But he did know he did mention that, um, you know, Detroit beat them. Right. So that's that's on their radar. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just I don't I don't know what to expect from Clay because it's one night recovery. But, you know, it's not like he played quite two full games, but, you know, he played long. So, you know, what what are you expecting from Clay? Do you think he's going to have enough? I mean, you train people and things like that. Do you think it's going to be enough for him to recover, not expecting another 50-point performance, but for him to at least, you know, be good to go? Um, I mean, I think he'll he'll be out there. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the splits, like, on a certain amount of days of rest, Clay looks a lot better than, like, the shorter the amount of rest is um, – I want I want to use the word worse, but like he isn't as effective. So it'll be interesting to see because he is on a heater a little bit from three since they've been home. He's been hitting he's been hitting a really, really high percentage on threes. And I think he's finally up to 20 a game now, which is crazy. He just somehow always gets to 20 a game. But um, 20 points averaging 20 is points. what we're talking about, people. Right, right. So. I mean, I think I think he'll be good. I think he'll be good because he's still, like I say, he's on a heater from three. Detroit isn't the best team. I got to look up how they've performed defensively for the for the like last few games or whatever. But I expect it to be more of a Jordan game. Um, to be honest, I think he'll be looking to, you know, put a good performance together after he didn't shoot the ball well last night. And uh, Clay should just, you know, hit the open shots. Don't try to do too much, and he'll be he'll be fine. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, a Jordan game. Um, you know, it's something we always talk about is, like, how much players pay attention to things, seeding, standing, whether it matters. And Clay talked in the post game about, like, you know, we see – like, someone asked about the standings. Like, yeah, you know, we see they're close, and, you know, we're only, like, this many games out of first. And so, so that, to me, at least tells me they're still eyeing trying to get back there. Um, Dre, of course, had a very different response. Like the locker room is like, I don't care about where we are and nobody wants to play us. And look, I believe that like Clay and Steph and Dre ultimately believe that I do. Um, some of that I think is just like Dre's like arrogance, um, in a good way. I don't, I don't say arrogance in a negative way, 
But that also may be him not wanting to let on, you know, that they care about anything. Because, I mean, we know they care about seeding to some level. So um, slightly different responses from them. But I like that Clay kind of let, let, let us know that, like, they're paying attention to that. And obviously, they're not settling for, like, where they are right now. They plan to move back up in the standings. And that was good to hear, I thought. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the opportunities right there, I, I believe they're four and a half games out of first. It's going to be tough to obviously get there because the teams that are at the top of the league, I mean, at the top of the conference are very good teams and they, I expect them to continue to win at a high level. But um, I want to say they're a half a game out of fifth place. The Clippers potentially have just lost Paul George for an extended period of time. I, I think he retweaked his hamstring or something like that. So um, that's going to be tough. Yeah. The Mavericks are on a, I want to say a seven game win streak, but they, they haven't are. played the best teams. It's been um, bum teams. Yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't really call any NBA teams bums. I, I take that back, but right. it hasn't it's, been the best yeah. teams. Right. And I think they're going to run into some, some better teams coming up. I want to say they got Boston and Cleveland coming up or something like that. Um, so the opportunity is there for, for Golden State to climb up the standings, especially considering they, their schedule is relatively weak for their foreseeable future. I definitely future. think they'll get into that top four, and if they can get to three, even better. But I, I do think they're going to finish within the top half of the conference. Yeah, ultimately. I do too. I do too. Um, they just got to outpace the the teams that are immediately in front of them, and I think they will. Especially, I mean, when the, when the schedule starts to get tough for them again, they should have all of their guys back. And this stretch right here where guys are getting a bigger opportunity to you know, get a rhythm, establish their game and, and going forward, adding to the top guys, it should be enough for them to like really put together a nice run before the all-star break. And yeah, they, they'll be in good position to challenge the top seed or top three seeds um, for the second half of the season. Very quick final thoughts on um, Moody and PBJ. Um, Moody um, after one in the morning, here on the West Coast. He was back out on the court working on his shot. Mm -hmm. um, I just hope like he starts to like fully get his confidence back, you know, because I know he has something to offer this team. But I think that right there is just another indication of like his work ethic, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I really I really believe in Moody. It's a lot of the shots that he shot like kind of went in and out from three. But there was a nice stretch in the game where he got that putback dunk, and then he went back on the other on the other side and got a nice defensive stop. I think it was either Dejounte or Trey that he was guarding. He forced a stop, and it was in the third quarter where the Hawks just couldn't miss. So it was it was refreshing to see them get a defensive uh, stop. And I want to say the Warriors used that momentum to come back down. And I think somebody got an and one out of it, or somebody scored out of it. So it's like you can kind of see the two way, you know, potential there. Um, the three point shot. I think it's still a matter of rhythm, consistency, and that's why he was getting up shots after the game. Work ethic and continuously putting up shots and getting his reps in and stuff like that. I think he's a good player. I think he's going to be a really good player. Um, how patient Golden State is with him and whether or not they're dangling him in trade talks or stuff like that is it remains to be seen. But I do think he's worth investing in long term because of the signs that he shows consistent consistently, um, and he's gotten better. Like his decision making has gotten better. I think overall there are some there are some instances in the game where you're like, ah, Moody, you probably should have just let your talent show a little bit more there instead of just being a robot a little bit. Right. Um, um, but that'll come. That'll come with more experience and and just more reps so he can feel more comfortable within his own game and kind of let his game shine through. 
For sure. You touched on this earlier when you said like, um, that like we keep thinking like this was like one of their best wins or something. And like, you know, cause the, the Portland win was a pretty big one the right. way it happened. And that was a big game for PBJ, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and we, we didn't talk about Portland that much. So we can talk about that last game in the context of PBJ and how he showed up there. And then like last night and, and what we're, what you're seeing from him. Yeah, he can shoot. <laughs> like that's the main thing. He's he's really really tall. Like he's a legit six ten. You can see it when he's on the court that he's next to other six ten guys, and he's like kind of looking bigger than some of those dudes. So that how adds did you a- see him like impacting that game in Portland, and then like last night, like what like were there any differences in what you saw and like what you think he can do? Not necessarily. I think he played well both games. I think at the beginning of the the Hawks game, it looked like he was he was on his way to a really, really nice performance against Portland. He was playing good team defense, coming down, shooting the ball. He got a quick trigger. He has a high release. Um, It's very similar to Michael Porter and Otto Porter. Um, That's similar player type. And that's kind of what they pictured with him. I'm I'm assuming Um, really, really tall guy that can shoot that just adds a different dynamic to your team. Um, He was rebounding. Well, he was, He's looking like he was just picking up things, and, and it looks obvious that he was a coach's son. You know what I mean? That's what they spoke to when he was drafted. He just knows how to play. It's more so about getting the reps, the consistency, and showing that he can do that game after game after game as a young player. Um, but the talent is definitely there. And, um, yeah, he looked he looked good. I think I think going forward, considering the the injuries to Wiseman and considering the, the, the illness or infection that uh, Jamichael has, when they're all back, I think they should kind of play it on a game-by-game basis as to who gets to be the backup center or backup big. Um, I think they've kind of locked into Anthony Lamb and Kaminga being like that 3-4 off-the-bench type of deal. So they haven't really gotten a lot of consistency as the backup center. And, I mean, in the modern NBA, centers are kind of like running backs in the NFL where you kind of you, you have a lot of them. They all bring different things. And based on the matchup, you just play whichever guy fits best for that for that situation. So I think most situations, PBJ's skill set just fits best. It's always good to throw in a, a, stretch, a stretch big. But there'll be some times where you need like a, a energy guy like Jamichael. And sometimes you need just a huge, you know, tall rim protector projected um, type of guy like James Wiseman. So, um, well, Lamb is a two-way so is Jerome, who was really big in the Portland game, not For so sure. much last night. And um, so they those guys have a cap on the number of games they can pay. So unless Golden State is going to sign one of them to that final roster spot, mm-hmm. and they're getting a lot of burn right now with guys out, at some point they're going to have to slow down with those guys or sign one of the two of them. Um, so that will be a decision, and that might impact like who gets playing time later. Um, there's a lot of talk around maybe PBJ possibly filling the auto role. Do you think he could get there by the time of the postseason? That's a tough, that's a tough ask. I think, I think so too. yeah, um, I, I'm never going to say never, like he can't do it. Um, but Otto's IQ so high. He was so physical as a defender. He understands the in and outs of the, of the NBA game. And there's just going to be some things in the playoffs that uh, that PBJ has never seen before on a basketball court from a strategic standpoint. There'll be some coverages that he's never seen before. He'll be asked to play in a coverage that he's never been asked to play in before. So I think that's just a tall task um, for a young player. But the skill set is definitely there. Um, I think he's probably a little bit more mobile than current Otto is. Um, I don't know if he's as good of a shooter, but so far he's been. 
um, and just rebounding, protecting the rim, understanding other players' tendencies that he's been playing against for years and years and years, Otto, that is. Um, it's just going to be hard to ask PBJ to replicate that. But I, I think the skill set is definitely there. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, look, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Here's to hoping maybe that they get Andrew Wiggins back <laughs> for the next well, game. I don't know if they will. I, it seemed really uncertain. You said they won't practice, right? Curse said they're not practicing. Yeah. No, yeah. no practice. Yeah, I think they don't let players play when they don't practice. Like if it, if you yeah you can't play without getting at least one practice in. That's that's what I'm thinking. So he's probably out. Man, so they're gonna be playing thin again because I don't expect to see Jonathan Kaminga back. But after I saw that boot, so uh, let's let's see if they can pull out another win versus versus the Pistons. They'll have to dig deep. Maybe it's another tied Jerome game with with uh. Jordan, maybe it's uh, Dante. Who knows? Maybe Draymond. It's one of his offensive nights. Who knows? But they will have to find it some from somewhere, and they've been finding it so far. So um, positive things from this team. Um, and I'll be at that game, too. So hopefully I'll get some more interesting sound or get to talk more with the player. Let's see. Cross your fingers and hope that happens, guys, so we can bring that content back to you. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. Make sure you're downloading, sharing, following, commenting, rating, reviewing, five stars, word of mouth, all of that. Thank you. We appreciate you. And Happy New Year. We didn't even say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Let's get it. Go Dubs.